Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Another episode of Simply Amazing. Tim Ryder from the Apple, and I am joined by my new co-host, Big news, ring the will, uh, bells and whistles, all that fun stuff. Uh, you guys remember him from previous appearances on the pod. And my buddy Taryn Sharma from Conduct Detrimental uh, is a, now going to be our co-host. We're going to have uh, some new insight. Of course, Taryn spent some time in the uh, baseball ops front offices in San Francisco and Arizona, uh, worked with Duke Baseball and their operations department and their program. Taryn, I, I can't um, express my uh, my thanks for joining the show and joining the team, and let's have uh, let's have some fun, man. How's it going? Yeah, uh, thanks so much, Tim. I, I, obviously, my honor for you to ask. Uh, I'm a regular listener of the podcast, so it's uh, it's nice to be able to do this and to be able to talk baseball with you a couple times a week. And um, like you said in the in the last episode, man, like. What an exciting time to be a Mets fan, and uh, so it's it's a good time for us to be able to to talk Mets baseball. Yeah, man, we'll link up, and and you know it's um it's exciting times. There's many wrinkles to a season. There's many wrinkles to a roster, and yeah, um, I'm very excited to to dive in and and the uh, the added knowledge, the added uh, insight, and it's it's going to be a blast and. So far, these these Metropolitans are, uh, are are fun themselves, huh? Absolutely, uh, they play exciting baseball. They do the little things right. Um, there's good decisions coming from the uh, the dugout. It's uh, it's really a, a well oiled machine right now, and uh, hopefully they can continue. I mean, that there's not much to complain about. Yeah, so far. Oh, moving along at a at a very nice pace right now. Um, you know every night's not going to be a cakewalk. And I think we saw that this weekend, even with a, you know, a, a not, not expected to be competitive Arizona team. Um, you know, the Mets maybe weren't on their, on their sharpest at times. Um, you know, let's, let's start with Friday. Cause you know, David Peterson, who's, you know, kind of taken his opportunity and this is how he, he got his feet wet in, in the, in the big leagues. Anyway, he just kind of takes his opportunity and makes the most of it. And I guess on Friday, we we saw him roll even, uh, even further into that. He's really just moving along. Yeah. Yeah. He's been good um, in, in a few uh, consecutive outings right now. Uh, he was good to begin with in, in- Philadelphia when he had to come in after Walker went out after just a, a couple of innings and then showed that he can be the the fireman really come out and give you several good innings from a tough spot and then uh, you know he's had two pretty solid starts here in a row and uh, I think he went almost six innings in that first game and um, had a had a few strikeouts and uh, didn't didn't give up too many runs just uh, just one run I believe. Yeah, yeah, he's got one earned over 14 innings, uh, 10 strikeouts, five walks, 
He's got a whip of one on the nose, batting average against 188. Yeah, he's plugging a ERA of 0.64, but let's, uh, I guess we'll give that some time, see how that kind of evens itself out. But you really have to be impressed with what he's done. Um, you know, the Mets couldn't, well, I guess almost gave it away uh, on Friday, but you know, at that point it's out of Peterson's hand. And we'll talk about the bullpen and stuff in a second, but yeah. As far as Peterson goes, uh, the combination of, I guess, his secondary stuff as well as that sinker is really getting the most out of um, out of his repertoire. Yeah, he's uh, definitely locating his pitches really well uh, to avoid any sort of hard contact. Uh, and yeah, again, like I, I know that Arizona is not supposed to be super competitive, but they've got a couple guys in there that can bop. We've seen. Christian Walker all weekend, really, yeah. um, even though he hasn't been having the greatest slash line to start the season. He, he's still dangerous. Uh, Smith, another guy that can hit uh, the long ball. Varsho did it to us uh, in, in that game on Friday night against Diaz. Um, the, these are professional hitters. Like even if it's a, uh, a more simple series like that, those are uh, guys that you're going to have to get out. They're not going to necessarily get themselves out. So uh, Peterson, really impressive so far. And, and again, that, that Philadelphia outing, I thought, was such a great step forward. Uh, he struggled at times last year. And, and for him to come into uh, a really tough spot against a lineup that we know is going to be very good because the, the Phillies are just aiming to outscore everyone. So uh, this is it, – it's really positive news, and you can never have enough arms. So uh, especially – the Mets have had a couple injuries to the rotation to begin the year. And this guy, he's filling a very valuable role. I think he's everything that you could have asked for uh, when they drafted him in the first round a few years ago. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think the, the maturation of his approach is kind of what struck me. I mean, you can look at his, at, at his pitches and he throws five pitches. Um, the curveball rarely gets used, but between the the other four, the four seam slider, changeup, and sinker, he kind of you know has a a place for everything and puts everything in its place. You know he's going to come inside to to right handers with the four seam, and he really focuses that either on the inside paint to right handers, or or you know maybe a little bit higher. Let's say numbers inside to righties, outside to lefties. Slider, of course, is going to go to the same spot. Changeup's going to go the opposite. And the sinker, he just pounds inside to left-handers. And I, I just, I love what he does with it. And I love what it opens up. It opens up everything else because I believe his, I want to say his changeup slider and sinker pretty much all come in on the same flight path. And, and you know, if you got these things darting away from each other, and, and especially if you have a, a hitter who's, you know, at, at maybe in the later in the first at batter and the second time he's facing him, he starts guessing what's coming at him, you know, Peterson's really going to be able to flourish and kind of flex his muscles with the, uh, the, the, the depth of his stuff. It's not just like, Oh, well, let me throw this. or let me throw that. There actually seems to be a game plan. I don't know if that's Hefner. I don't know if that's the catchers, but boy, it's uh, it's all coming together. So nicely. Yeah. And so he's seen Arizona a couple of times right now. I'm on Brooks baseball, looking at uh, just his usage and uh, that, He's got a good balance. He's throwing uh, a significant number of fastballs, um, mixing that in with the uh, the sinker. He's got that about 50% of the time, but he's throwing that slider about 30% of the time last couple of outings. And um, I, I think that it's worked pretty well for him. 
Oh, most definitely. And you, you, you just, you could see the progress being made. And now I'm curious to see what his role is moving forward. Cause you know, if Taiwan Walker is back next turn through, um, you know, I guess we kind of saw the vulnerability uh, of the Mets needing not maybe a long man, maybe just a, someone able to eat up a few innings if they want to go to the opener route. If they do have another guy hit the I.O. You know, Trevor Williams didn't exactly flourish in the spot on, on Saturday. Yeah, was but um, moving forward, I think, you know, David Peterson could theoretically be that guy. I think Robert Gazelman, when he was, you know, being used at his uh, – at his at his peak, um, sure. able to give you two or three innings, possibly even Seth Lugo. If you don't want to tack Seth Lugo's elbow and say, "Hey, Peterson, can you give us two or three If if a starter comes out after three or four, you know, see where it goes. Piggyback them. I, I just I think there's so many different ways you can go with it. Yeah, I I agree with you. And how many times over the last few years, or just in baseball generally, have you seen like a, a one of your starters missing a start maybe because of a blister or something like that there there's going to be a need even if uh when hopefully uh degrom comes back healthy which uh you know still got maybe six six weeks or so maybe uh it's going to be important to have guys like you said that can give you multi multiple innings out there and uh yeah I, i think peterson has definitely shown that he deserves some type of role and uh and even one that that might carry higher leverage with it. Oh, I hope so. And I hope that he, his, his confidence goes up with those spots because I think that's, you know, such an important part of development uh, of, of the process of turning a, a prospect into a viable option at the major league level. And oh, I certainly like his chances. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Um, were you concerned with what happened once Peterson left on Friday? Um, you know, Shreve, of course, who's been terrific. Uh, he moved along. Trevor May gives up the home run to Walker, uh, makes it a 5-4 game. Yeah. Diaz gives up a home run to Dalton Varsho, who I'm a really, really big fan of, uh, to tie it up. Mets eventually won. But, you know, um, if you looked at social media, you would think that, oh, you know, the sky was falling. And I know that's a cliche, but um, – are you concerned with this group? Do you think it's enough to take this team to where it's where it wants to go, where it expects to go, so on and so forth? The bullpen, more generally. Yeah, yeah, I, um, uh, yeah. I, I think that they probably need one more late inning guy. Uh, that that I would be yeah. better about it, rather than you know, if we play a lot of close games, right? You don't want to necessarily start riding Diaz in the same way that you know, Terry Collins was riding Familia or some, something like that. So uh, I, I would like it if they would go out and get, I mean, even like a, a guy like Mark Melanson or somebody like that, uh, just somebody that generally controls the, the strike zone. So um, I, I'm optimistic. Uh, today I thought was great. Uh, Jolie Rodriguez going out there. And, and closing out the game, I thought that was uh, really nice to see. Since his first outing, he's bounced back uh, very nicely, and, and it seems like that was pretty clearly just a mistake in terms of putting him in a, in a tough spot where he was going to face uh, two righties. Um, and, and uh, yeah, so I, I feel, feel good about it. Even uh, Adonis Medina right, last night uh, coming in, throwing a great inning. That was uh, 
that was good to see. And I think that they brought up Yohan Lopez now. So uh, they've got some arms and, uh, and I, I'd like to, uh, to see maybe one more later inning guy, higher leverage guy uh, that can wait until July, I think. Yeah. You know, I, I moderately concerned with Sean Reed Foley's new consistency. I was kind of hoping from a lot from him. Um, I mean, his numbers are decent to an extent. I just, you know, giving up walks and giving up runs is, is going to get you in trouble. Giving up hits and giving up runs is going to get you in trouble. And, um, you know, control wise, yeah, he's had issues where I'm looking at it now, six walks, four hits and seven and a third, you know, that's not going to play. It's just, it's not going to work. And I guess that's a, a hole. Um, Adam Adovino, I thought, He's done a real good job of of working around trouble that he has got in. I know there's a lot of hits scattered out there, but uh, he's only got a you know, ERA of one and a half. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's going to do. But um, yeah, he also had three strikeouts on uh, on Saturday. So he did. I thought he fulfilled the role fairly well. Uh, gave up the run, but yeah, I, I thought he was. Uh, that's exactly what you're looking for from him is to to give you a little bit more than one inning and you trust him a little bit more maybe than than some of the younger guys. Sure. Well, I mean, and then you have Drew Smith speaking of the younger guys who who's yeah. oh my goodness, what are the the the, the leaps and bounds that he's made? Um Pat Regato over at uh inside the Mets at SI.com. I uh, had a great write-up on Drew Smith's stuff this week, I believe. Oh, okay. Check that out. But um, uh, quotes from from Smith as well. Really, um, really good coverage from Pat, by the way. I used to work with him at Metsmerized. Mm-hmm. Really, really good coverage. Anyway, um, like if you can get all these guys to to continue to produce in these, you know, I guess overachieving ways. I don't want to say overachieving because that kind of degrades their stuff. I think, you know, if you looked at their stuff from a from a potential standpoint i think drew smith and and even peterson and you know going down the list i mean we talked about sharif his first tour and with with the mets what wow this could really really play and uh and so far it is if these guys can continue to be consistent you know i'm with you there's got to be some reinforcements uh excuse me reinforcements added but man you know i think you add either way but once buck and the decision makers actually have a a blueprint to go to with this group. Like, all right, this is where this guy really does well. This is where this guy really may, maybe he doesn't, it's not his strong suit to take on these types of roles. You know, you get a feel for that. Buck's a new manager with this team. There was a short camp. I kind of do like this group, and I think they're going to keep on finding the the most, I guess, beneficial or, or efficient or effective ways to use these guys. But yeah, I'm with you because, um, uh, at least on bringing another arm in if the opportunity presents itself, because you know they're, it's a volatile position. These are volatile guys. They're going out there. I think Buck said it Friday. You know, it's a very, very hard job that these guys do, and uh, you know you're not going to get you know Mariano Rivera's coming out of the bullpen every night, every time. So right. yeah, the more arms, the better. You worried about Trevor May? No, I was just going to ask you that. Um, <laughs> a little bit inconsistent last year. Uh, yeah, I, I, but the the where he located that pitch to Christian Walker, like that's that's tough to turn around on that. So that's just an impressive piece of hitting. 
to me. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I'd like for him to, to be a little bit more consistent, but I, I think he's good. I think he can go out there and get you some outs. So, uh, outstanding stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Is he a, an eighth, ninth inning guy? Maybe not, but seventh inning, I, I, I trust him depending on the, the leverage. Oh, see, the, I said it last year. I, I did pick up on it a little bit, just his usage. If he takes, I think for Trevor May to, to really succeed, he needs, you know, not everyday work, but pretty close to it, like consistent work, not big gaps between appearances. Um, and you kind of saw that take place last year. If you look back during his time with the Twins, it was the same thing. You know, I think that once he gets into the, into the I guess, into the rhythm of things, mm-hmm. um, and if Buck does call on him, you know, don't let him go three games between an appearance. Yeah. I think you start to see that that dominant Trevor May kind of reemerge. And, and I think if he's at his best, I think he's definitely that eighth inning guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think matchups will kind of dictate that as well. Yeah. And also, uh, depending on if, if Lugo is locating his breaking ball like he was on, was that uh, Friday? That, uh, I think he is in that conversation to be the guy who's going out there and getting you the holds because uh, that was nasty yeah. and that was nice. That was as good as I've seen it. I think uh, in the last few years. Yeah. I, I want to say his sprint his spin rate was up near like 32 or 3,300. on Friday. Yeah. yeah. I saw a tweet about it. I, um, I forget exactly who it might've been. Uh, I think it was mayor. Yeah. I think it was mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really, really impressive. And if he, again, it's another guy. If he's back to where his ceiling says he could be, right. that, that's, I mean, that's, that's huge. And you look up and down the bullpen and you kind of have anybody who can kind of slide into those spots. You know, what if, you know, what if True Smith really is the real deal? Like, if you have all these different eighth inning type options, yeah, you just kind of make that work depending on the situation. And, and yeah, it's a, it's a good thing, but reinforcements yeah. are, also, are also a very good thing. And I think that the, the front office has believed in, in Smith. I think that's why they felt comfortable moving on from Castro to get a, uh, a lefty specific pitcher in Rodriguez. So uh, yeah, it, it's very exciting that Smith has been so dynamite to start the year. Oh, absolutely. Uh, me and um, me and Dave Goldstein, friend of the pod who was on the pod, of I guess last summer, possibly. Um, I was actually at the fish show with him on Saturday night. Nice. Uh, yeah. He was able to find me a ticket. It was a great time, <laughs> but we were talking about it. Cause it was, you know, it kind of took everyone a, a little bit off guard why the Mets would move on from Castro when they did. Right. You know, his stuff is terrific. And he, I think he very much has a lot of Edwin Diaz in him mm-hmm. where there's just so much movement, um, uh, horizontal movement that if he's a little, just a little bit off, as far as adjustments or pressure or grip or, or whatever, um, he's drifting over the heart of the plate or drifting off the plate completely and, and walking guys. And yeah, I think once he harnesses that, just like Diaz did, and even when Diaz kind of lost everything in 2019, kind of regained that, um, he could be a force. But Joely Rodriguez, I mean, against lefties, he's been terrific. And if he can find his groove, another guy who can just, you know, add him to the mix. Big time, big time. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that we agree. Feel pretty good about it. Um, yeah, decent. 
Cautiously optimistic. It's volatile, right? (laughs) That's the word. That, uh, yeah. So at least I feel good that the Mets have enough pieces in the the system that they could go out and get a higher leverage arm if necessary in July. So that's also a very good feeling, I think. Oh, absolutely. Everything's coming up Metsies right now. It's a good time to be a Mets fan. Um, I do have the the bullpen's numbers. I forgot to rattle those off while we were talking about them. Mm -hmm. This is as a group after Sunday's game. Uh, 3.26 ERA, 207 batting average against, 74 strikeouts, 26 walks, and 1.19 whip. I'd love to see those walks down, in turn bring that whip down, but yeah. Big picture, um, there's always going to be hiccups, but I'm very happy with where this team is. We're going to take a real quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsors. Come back and uh, talk about Sunday, talk about what's on the docket, and uh, and wrap it up from there. Hang tight. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back again, Tim Ryder from the Apple, joined by Taryn Sharma, our new co-host here. Everyone give Taryn a follow on on Twitter. Um, Check out Conduct Detrimental. This is where you're going to find a lot of Taryn's content when he's not in law school and uh, and getting, you know, life things done. You can also find his work there. But um, Metsy's Taryn. I mean, after Saturday's win, and you can you can't win them all. You can't just you know bring home every guy that gets on base. Even though the Mets did a decent job on Saturday, I think they were three for six with runners in scoring position on Saturday. Just you know, hard hit outs. And it's baseball. This is what happens. They come back Sunday, and uh, you know the Mets haven't lost a series yet this season. Mm-hmm. This is a series that they should win, and they come out and just get the job done. I mean, you got to be somewhat impressed by this team's resiliency or just able to pick themselves up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a little bit of bad luck on Saturday, uh, that batted ball hitting Cano, that was a little strange. <laughs> and for that to one, game. one game, that was so goofy. Oh, but, that's awesome. 
Um, they, uh, I, I think Garrett said at the end of the broadcast today, it's the first time since 2018 that the Mets have won their first five series of the year. But somebody tweeted out the, the lineup on, on the day when the Mets had advanced to 11 and one in, in 2018, somebody tweeted out the lineup from that day. And there's just no comparison. This one is, this lineup is so deep. You're getting production out of Jankowski. You got had this first uh, ribby today. Um, and they play good defense. And I can't say enough about Starling Marte. What a fun player to watch. So dynamic. His speed is just game-changing. Uh, busting it down the line to, to get that close play at first. That's twice in the last week that the Mets have had the benefit of like a reviewed play at first to either go ahead or, or um, keep the game tied. So that was, uh, that was really exciting. And then today he had the, uh, the, uh, the Marte runs basically like uh, taking second and then third and then scampering on home on the, uh, on the ball that got by the third baseman. So, uh, you know, in, uh, in Oakland, they used to call those the Ricky runs. Like when, uh, when Ricky Henderson would, you know, get on and then steal second, steal third, and then come on home. And we might have to start calling them the Marte runs because that uh, it, the speed is such a, a game changer for the Mets. And it's been a long time, I think, since we've had that uh, consistently at the top of the lineup, but we have good speed throughout the, the lineup and, and everyone's been really doing their job so far, which has been great. Oh, and you were talking about the depth earlier and just, I mean, it, it's, it's almost uncanny to see, I guess you pegged it, you hit it on the nose, the depth that's, that's kind of been assembled here. And I mean, any other Mets season as fans, we would be up in arms, you know, screaming, crying, throwing up that Dom Smith's only hitting 179 with a 508 OPS or James McCann and Tomas Nito just aren't getting it done offensively uh, behind the plate or Robinson Cano's hitting 206, 250, 294. Like, you know, uh, any other time in Mets fandom, we'd all be freaking out. But as you said, you know, you can, if you're looking at the, you're, you're pretty much all of your hitters right now, you got 10 guys ahead of the guys I just mentioned who are all producing. I mean, Luis Guillaume, he's only hitting 217, but I think everyone's seen the value that he's brought. Yeah. But right down the line, I mean, we talked about Lindor in the last show. Nimmo's been terrific. You just spoke about Marte, Eduardo Escobar, Jeff McNeil, both having terrific starts to the year. <laughs> Travis Jankowski, I know I spent a few minutes on, on Friday's show talking a little bit about him, but it's just, it's the little parts and the little cogs and that I don't want to say small because everyone's important, but right. it's everything coming together to make the machine move, to make the engine go. And it's, um, yeah, it's really exciting to see it happening. You know, I guess even on Sunday, you, you're almost, you know, you're waiting for every night almost. I, I watched Saturday night's game on Sunday morning, but you were just kind of waiting for it to happen. And Mets kept on putting guys on base and, you know, there's just no quit. And in, in previous years, we've seen buckets of quit and this, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. Tyler McGill, of course, you know, stole the show on Sunday. Um, yeah. 
what what do you yeah what are your thoughts on this guy what I don't think anyone expected the the ceiling to be this high, right? No, I, I don't think so. And he's already got, I think, uh, 22 strikeouts. He's not walking a ton of hitters. He had a rough outing against uh, the Giants. Giants are a good team. Mets ultimately came back and won that game. Good offense. But um, it, it's heartening to see him bounce back. You know, it's still young in his career right now. And um, so – you got to deal with some adversity. This is a league where you're going to get figured out. And then the important thing is then adapting to that. So uh, he has been just tremendous and, and reliable really, um, which has been amazing. Like, again, we mentioned the injuries that the, that the Mets starting staff has had so far to DeGrom and Walker. And it's so important for a guy like McGill to step in here and pitch. Well, Peterson's been pitching. Well, Carrasco has been, uh, what the Mets thought that they were getting in the, uh, in the Lindor trade, uh, last year, he's been so much better and, uh, and so much more effective. Um, I think he's, he's averaging almost 10 K's per nine, which is, uh, you know, such a turnaround from last year. He's got a sub one five ERA, um, again, striking out a ton of hitters. The, uh, the Mets, uh, the four guys who have started regularly so far, um, they've got like 85 strikeouts between them, uh, McGill, Carrasco, Scherzer, and Bassett. So this has just been awesome to see. They're all get it, giving you about six innings every time, so it hasn't been overly taxing to the bullpen. There hasn't been a situation where the pen has been overworked. And even when the pen was uh, worked in the uh, first game of that doubleheader against the Giants, uh, Scherzer then went out and gave you, uh, I think, seven. So, um, yeah, this has been <laughs> I, I, it's it's really just been incredible that that they've gotten this level of production. And I think that's a testament to Hefner. We knew Hefner was good uh, and I think he might be great. So, yeah, it's very, very exciting to see the staff perform this way. Oh, it, you know, I don't think you could have expected the <clears throat> everything to just be breaking the Mets way. I mean, you know, the, the starters have a after, – this is after McGill's outing on Sunday. 2.46 ERA, a whip under 0.9. It's 0.89. Uh, 190 batting average against – I mean – it's a it's a solid solid group. What strikes me about McGill, I know you were talking about the kind of cat and mouse and adjustments that have to be made, and it's almost in a similar vein as Peterson. And again, you have to wonder if it comes back to to um, Jeremy Hefner. Mm-hmm. But he's centralized his forcing location. If you look at his Statcast, I guess uh, location maps or his Arsenal maps from last year. The four seam, you know, it's bright red throughout the strike zone. It's just one, the whole square is red. If you look at it this year and you're looking at it from a catcher's perspective, it pretty much draws a little line around the, the from the top of the box, right down the, the right side of the plate from, again, from a catcher's perspective or inside to a left-hander. He's really been focusing that pitch there. Of course, the changeup is always going to dip low in the way to lefties. And that thing is just disgusting. It's been a great pitch. His slider is what blows my mind. Because it's it, to me, it's not your typical 
either sweep out or cut down sharp slider. It's almost a six o'clock slider. <laughs> it comes straight down. There's a break to it. There's there's definitely horizontal movement, mm-hmm. but it, but it drops straight down. And I think that plays so well off of this four seam again, coming in with both him and McGill, these repeatable deliveries. You know, it, it's just it, it's 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 fertile ground for deception, and and that's what it's all about, man. Absolutely. And I think he's gotten the hitters off balance and then he loves to climb the ladder with that fastball yeah. uh, and it's almost impossible to, to lay off of. So um, that you having that as a challenge pitch, knowing that you can throw it for strikes and then knowing that you can throw it just outside of the strike zone so that it's going to be appealing to professional hitters uh, that uh, that's growth. And, and I agree with you. I think that he has been, beyond anything that anyone thought that um, that he might have been when he was coming up. But um, some of the people that I've been able to talk to in the front office, they aren't as surprised by this. Uh, I heard at the beginning of last season that this guy, Ty Lore, Ty Lore, he's, he's going to be better than you think. And so at that point, I ended up picking him up in my, uh, in my fantasy dynasty league. And, uh, and I, he has been, better than I, than I ever imagined, but he's been excellent. And I think that also speaks to how many good people there are in the Mets front office right now. I'm, I'm very impressed by the work that they've done. Now you've, you've, you've had hand on, I guess, experience with the development of players, or at least trying to project the development of players, trying to, 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 push along the development of players, however you want to put it, how much of that comes along with confidence? And, and I mean, Tyler McGill is pitching like he's a front of the league type pitcher right now. And his demeanor, his body language, his delivery, his command, everything points to, yeah, this guy's elite. Um, is, is there a, I guess, is there a marker that someone in the front office might look for. It's just, boy, you could tell this guy has that adaptability, the coachability and the drive to just keep on working. But yeah, I I think uh, confidence is a huge part of it. Right. But Mets amateur scouting has been good for a while now. You look at uh, the, the, the guys that they brought in. I mean, so much of this current team is, uh, is, are those guys and they're not all first round picks, you know? So, um, getting production out of a guy like McNeil or uh, McGill, like that is a testament to um, the work that the scouts have been doing and uh, have been doing for a a while now. And then from the player development perspective of, yeah, of course it's essential. You know, that quote, like whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. And uh, McGill is like the type of guy that believes that he can. And, I know that it might be silly to like draw this uh, conclusion from such a simple thing, but like, I remember when they were interviewing his parents um, and his parents, very supportive, both of their children are uh, professional baseball players, which is awesome. Uh, Tyler and Trevor. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and so I remember his, his mother was saying that um, like they, they gave him a, a unique name, but, he in the last you know several years decided that he wanted it to be pronounced like very specifically like Tyler like I'm not Tyler I want you to know that my name is Tyler 
So the guy obviously is oozing with confidence. He believes that he can do it. And he's going out and he's showing that he can. And all the while, the Mets have the people in place, especially with Hefner, that they're going to help him achieve uh, his goals and, and really deliver for the team. So I, I know that um, everything sounds like sunshine and rainbows right now, but um, it should. I, I, like, if you're not happy right now, if you're not enjoying it right now, like, uh, I, I don't know if you ever can. This is uh, as good a position that the Mets have been in uh, that I can remember. And yeah. I, I love the mid-2000s teams. I think that this top to bottom is a team that, that is built so intelligently. It's not dependent on any one thing. There's so many guys that can get it done. This is, it's awesome. I, I wake up every day and I'm just psyched for more baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what it is. It's like, Oh my goodness. We still have 140 days of 140 you know, individual days of waking up and saying, Oh baby, Mets baseball, hopefully more, but yeah, and and it just keeps gaining steam. Now they're you know they're going to be heading to St. Louis, who's a very very good team. Yeah, um, you got Max starting on Monday. I wish you know, I wish every I said it on the Apple today. I think I'm going to rip it off word for word. I wish every Monday started with that level of silver lining. It's like oh, the Mets are starting a big series, and Max Scherzer's on the mound. Yeah, Boy, that's better than fucking coffee. Excuse my language. <laughs> Yeah, and we've gotten to enjoy it two straight weeks now. These pitching matchups, again, they're awesome. Um, do, do you mind if I jump into that? The, the oh, pitch? please do, yeah. Yeah, so uh, on, on Monday, like you mentioned, we've got Max uh, back in his hometown. Uh, St. Louis guy went to Mizzou, and so this is awesome. He'll be uh, pitching at, at Bush Stadium against uh, Miles Mikolas, and um, – both of those guys have been phenomenal so far. Uh, Miles has a one seven six ERA. Uh, he's got a win on the year, and he's had thirteen strikeouts. Uh, and then, and on um, Tuesday, I'm really particularly excited about that facet opportunity to bounce back. But Jordan Hicks, who I think we all remember for like throwing a hundred and then having that amazing battle with Guillaume in spring yeah. training. Um, Coming off of Tommy John, they have him uh, now as a starter. So it's a guy that uh, was a flamethrower at the back of the uh, at the back of the bullpen, and now he's uh, he's starting. So I'm so excited to be able to to see him and and see how his stuff has changed, how he's using it differently. Um, and then uh, Wednesday, Cookie Days have been something to finally uh, look forward to, which has been awesome. And now that he's fully healthy. Uh, so he's going against uh, old friend Stephen Matz, who is uh, maybe in some ways responsible for us having Scherzer. So um, yeah. a- another exciting series, uh, uh, the, and, and then they'll uh, and then they'll be heading back home. Headed back home, they get an off day. They don't have many of those <laughs> over the first half of the year, but they get an off day on uh, on Thursday, and then yeah, head to Philly, uh, head home for Philly, and that that should be a a fun one as well, but I'm actually kind of bummed. I am also over the, over the moon to see Jordan Hicks, um, his secondary stuff. I, I just, you know, looking at clips, um, looks just disgusting. And, you know, he, the flamethrower thing is always cool, but you almost have to have that secondary pitch to, to work off of it. And, and yeah, from what I was looking at, it's there. I'm a little bummed that the Mets aren't catching Dakota Hudson. I'm a big Dakota Hudson fan. I think that he has um, 
frontline stuff in him. I really do. Yeah, I have not seen him very much, but um, yeah. So I, I'm looking a little bit at uh, at Hicks's um, Brooks baseball. Uh, he's he's pretty much exclusively throwing uh, it as a, uh, a sinker now. He's not throwing four seam anymore. So. Oh. And he's throwing that at, still at 99 miles an hour, a 99 mile an hour sinker. That's awesome. And then uh, he's got the slider and he's throwing a split also. So, uh, yeah, I'm so excited to be able to see him and hopefully the Mets will be able to get some hits off of him. Brooks has his change up as a split change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I love that pitch. Have you caught, um, what's his name? Uh, Duran? From Minnesota? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him again today. Uh, fantastic. Got two double play balls. Nice to see that. You know, he throws that splinker, which yeah. is awesome. He, he, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, he throws his, uh, his splitter as if it's a sinker. Um, and th- he throws that at like 93. And then he, he again, flamethrower, he's got that gas at a, almost 100. Uh, and regular t- regularly touches 100. And he dotted the corner today at 100, which was Awesome. And one thing uh, has been, uh, you know, he's uh, had these multi-inning appearances almost every time that he's come in, they've used him for two. And in the second inning of these appearances, he hasn't necessarily had the uh, uh, gotten as many swings and misses. Um, And so there have been questions about that, but, but today he was excellent, two double play balls uh, and, uh, and kept, the game tied and then uh byron buxton at a 460 foot walk-off home run uh three-run home run off of liam Hendricks to to sweep the white Sox. so that yeah it was an incredible game ah uh, one very happy that buxton wasn't seriously hurt last week yes um, yeah me yeah. too oh my god just star potential and oh man my white socks you guys all know that i i do a little bit of work for south side socks but i am also a fan but oh man, uh, Luis Roberts on the IL. Yeah, and, he was going to be like something like two months on the IL with a hamstring. Oh, that was awful because he. he uh, so I, I was at that game. I don't know if people know. I, I got season tickets for the first time in my life. Uh, I live in Minnesota, so I got twin season tickets, and I was at that game. But he, it was totally non-contact. He was just running really. hard hard and then you know big tree fall hard that was tough to watch he was just down on the ground and basically didn't move for uh for a while until they brought the brought the card out so hopefully he's okay he missed so much time last year with the pack too and mancada is on the shelf uh yeah we could make this a all of baseball kind of corner here at the end <laughs> Oh, dude, fine by me. We, we, yeah, you, you listen, and you've been on en- enough times to know that, um, yeah, there's really no structure here. We kind of just <laughs> I, I literally texted you with, all right, these are we have topics. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> That's pretty much the gist of the entire show. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, man. But, um, yeah, we're going to be back on Friday. We're going to do it all over again. Absolutely. Awesome, um. Everybody, again, please do your best to welcome Taryn to the show. Jump on on social media. Taryn, what's your uh, Twitter handle again? I wrote yeah. it down now. I, I don't see it. No worries. It's at TK Sharma Law, S-H-A-R-M-A, and then Law. Uh, yeah. Please follow me. I love to engage with people on there and love to talk about baseball and all the other sports. So 
Yeah, and you were saying you 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 got you got a basketball game tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got our uh, IM three on three. We're playing to to be able to get into the playoffs. So it's a it's a big one. That's been one really fun thing about um, law school, and then being back in person is uh, get to play play ball with my buddies. All right. I wasn't sure you hit me at first. I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, I'll be watching the games, too. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, shit, is he talking about actually playing basketball? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good for Taryn. Man, I'm, I play with my daughter out front. That's like the extent of my uh, my athletic. Uh, I can't wait to do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we, well, we just we, we, we just raised the basket from eight feet to ten feet. We're psyched. That's awesome. That's yeah. cool. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, she's gonna be a, a beast, a beast in the paint. Can't yeah. wait. Yeah. All right, everybody. You guys know where to find us. You know the sign off. It's let's fucking go Mets. And uh, Taryn and I will be back on Friday with a brand new episode of Simply Amazing. We'll see you next time. Peace.